Hallelujah. What a good God. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you, Trudy. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, yeah, I think all those things he said not to, that things the Father never says is accurate. I don't think I've ever said any of them things. Hallelujah. God's good. Amen. Uh, we're going to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, please. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Y'all doing good? All right. It's a little different. Everything gets shifted and changed. Doing, it's even different coming down here preaching. It's weird, but it's all good. It's all good. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, Paul talking here to the Corinthian church. Verse 16 is where I'm going to start. It says, For if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of, for necessity uh, is laid upon me. Yes, woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. Look at your neighbor and say, that's a good thing to do is preach the gospel. Amen? Praise God. Isn't that kind of what it's about? I mean, that's why we're here. It's about the gospel. That's why everything that you walk around the building, believe it or not, even though it's it, uh, this all equals hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of work, and energy extended, finance, things to do, things to buy, things to cut, things to paint, things to build. But all of it's about the gospel. It's about influence. It's about influencing our next generation. That's why we do what we do. And Paul's talking here. He says, you know, I'm here to preach the gospel. It's what it's about. Verse 17 says, for if I do this willingly, I have a reward. So how many know it's good to do it willingly? Amen. It's real easy to grumble and gripe. I know it's none of you, but some of them people do. Come on. Hallelujah. He says, uh, if I do this willingly, I have a reward. But if uh, against my will, in other words, I'm not, I'm not real happy about it, I have been entrusted with a stewardship. In other words, it's just work. All right. Uh, what is my reward then? He asks the question. He says that when I preach the gospel, I may present the gospel of Christ without charge, that I may not abuse my authority in the gospel. In other words, I, you know, I want to, I'm here for the right reasons. I'm here to make a difference. Praise God. I'm not here for what I get out of it. Come on now, personally. Now, how many know you do get things out of it? You know, you think about, uh, Trey even mentioned, you know, the lives that get ch changed. Uh, you know, of course, we didn't have our uh, VBS and Rodeo Bible Camp last year due to all that mess, but. Um, a lot of stuff happened the year prior to that. We, um, we had a, a 219 kids that came to that BBS. And of those 219 kids, uh, over 70 of them were unchurched. And of that, of that group then, of the 219, 79 kids came to Christ. So I'd say that's a pretty good week. Rodeo Bible Camp. That same year had, uh, which actually they said was one of their smallest in number, was 114 kids came, uh, that would be 2019, uh, the Rodeo Bible Camp. And of that uh, 114, uh, they had, I think it was 24 salvations, and I think it was right, right at 40 water baptisms. So in that week, and that's what's going on right now, we, ours starts tomorrow, the Rodeo Bible Camp, they're down, they're already going. And uh, but in that week we had over a hundred salvations in in the in our younger generation. Amen. And this is what it's about. It's about influence. It's about doing what it takes. And it's a lot of work. And there's moments when you think, is this really worth it? Come on. 
And I'm sure there are a lot of people that look at it, and there are a lot of people that even come and talk to me about it, think, Pastor, you really think you need to do all this? Yeah, I do, because it's worth it. When you got 100 kids coming to Christ, I think it's worth it. Can I hear a big amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. He goes on to say, for the, verses, verse 19 now, For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win the more. I like that, a servant to all. Amen. How many know that Christianity isn't spectating? Christianity is really serving. It's about uh, extending yourself to be a blessing and to help others. It's really about influence. In fact, let me define influence for you. I think I've done that many times, but influence is defined as the capacity or power to produce effects on or in others, to impact somebody, to imprint. And that's what we're trying to do with every form of outreach that we do. It's about somehow or another influencing that individual that people group, whatever it may be. Now, this week, of course, we're talking more about our younger generation, about our, the next generation, amen, our young people, praise God, amen. Whether we're talking about a rodeo, or a rodeo Bible camp or a VBS, amen, it's about reaching that next generation, amen. And it's about serving. You know, you got, uh, uh, I believe it was in the 2019 uh, VBS, we had 98 volunteers to make it work. 98 volunteers. Now, I don't know, you know, we're hoping we at least have that many this year. Come on, somebody. Now, that, that it involves everything from the beginning, setting everything up, preparing stuff, getting stuff done, stuff built, amen, to the point of teardown. And we had uh, almost 100 folks involved in that VBS. Rodeo Bible Camp, takes, it took 75 volunteers to make that work because you talk about the rodeo stock and everything that they got. And it isn't just, we find that it isn't just the kids that get touched and changed, families do. Amen. In fact, many of the times uh, the salvations, even in rodeo Bible camp, uh, because they have to basically go out there and they stay out there. And you got a lot of the family members out there. You got all your uh, cowboys that are uh, taking care of the, uh, the stock and everything. And many of them come to know Christ through uh, just through what they're doing, teaching kids how to, how to ride, how to rope. Come on, somebody. And it's amazing. Amen. They come in here and it's all stuff that's, you know, fastened to the wall and, and high energy uh, stories and games. And, uh, you know, and the, the whole point is it's, it's reaching somebody, amen, where they're at. Amen. Paul goes on to say, uh, let's see, verse 19 again. Though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all that I might win the more. And to the Jews, I became as the Jew that I might win the Jews. To those uh, uh, those under, or uh, pardon me, as un, uh, skip a word here. Here we go. To those who are under the law, as under the law, that I might win those who are under the law. To those who are without the law, as without the law. Now he's not talking about living carnal here. He's talking about you know whether Jew or Gentile, right? Not being without law toward God, but under law toward Christ, that I might win those who are without law. To the weak I become as weak, uh, that I might win the weak. I have, um, I have become all things to all men, that I might by all means have or save some. You notice the print? It's just getting so sloppy nowadays. Anyway, now this I do for the gospel's sake, right? Come on. It's all about that, that I may be partaker of it with you, praise God. But you notice, whatever it takes is what we do. Amen. Now, he's not talking about, you know, living living worldly to win the worldly. But there is ways of reaching people, praise God. And I have found that there's so many different things that go on. Uh, you know, we have uh, groups that do all, you know, we have CR, you have CRI, which is uh, Celebrate Recovery Inside the Prison. We've done prison work. Amen. Why? There's certain ways to do that. Amen. That makes it work. Come on. 
Uh, but you go in there, you, you minister to them on a, on a way, in a way that reaches them. Amen. We have, uh, we have, uh, golden vessels, which is our, uh, you know, our, uh, our seniors, praise God. There's a way to, to reach them and, and minister to them and feed them, praise God. Children's ministry, youth ministries, all of them, there's ways of doing it, praise God. A word sometimes that gets used is relevant. You gotta sometimes be relevant. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's, uh, you know, depending on how you're using that word, I, you know, but, but the bottom line is I understand it because, you know, why do you do all this? Because when I was a child, Paul said, I thought as a child. You know, you come in, you might think, what's the big deal? You know, but a kid comes in, they just stand there the whole time going, whoa. They go out there and, you know, pet the elephant. If you didn't see, there's an elephant down in the hall there. But anyway, uh, praise God. Amen. So, you know, it's, it's, you gotta, you gotta do what it takes to, to reach them where they're at. Praise God. Cause it's about the gospel. It's about getting the gospel out. And, uh, and I've had some people say, well, I don't, I don't really believe in, in kids ministry. Well, I do because it's all about preventive medicine. So, well, I believe in ministering to the, to the inmates. Well, great. We got to do that too. Come on now. But maybe if we get them here, they won't have to be there. Just a point, you know, we're not making light of anything or, uh, you know, we, I believe we, uh, you know, what we're about here anyway, I'll just, maybe I'll just share it from my heart. What we're about is about influence. It's about how are we can do it to influence. Now we don't, we, we can't reach everybody and we don't, uh, well, sometimes we might attempt to, but we don't, I know we can't reach everybody, but what we can do is do our part. Amen. That's all we can do. And, and, and we have been uh, fairly successful over the years to, to do things like this and, and see, you know, see it bear fruit. And uh, we're excited about that. Amen. We've uh, bore, bore a lot of fruit in prisons, nursing homes. Man, we got some gals that go in the nursing homes. Uh, was it one of our testimonies, a, a guy come to Christ and what was he, 96 years old or some kind of thing like that? It's like he kind of slid in there. Praise the Lord. The point is, praise that's about influence, doing whatever it takes, reaching people where they're at, praise God. Everything we even do about finance, when we're giving and sowing out there, it's about, it's about influence. You know, when we give even financially uh, from this ministry, I can, I can only speak for our ministry, but we look at things locally, things regionally, things nationally, things internationally, praise God. What's bearing fruit out there? What, where are the needs and what can bear fruit? Amen. And we sow toward that. That's what we do, praise God. Because it's about getting the gospel out. Are you with me? Praise God. And Paul says, I'll, I'll do whatever it takes to win the more. Amen. But he, he does bring it out, though, that it is service. It is working. It is putting and extending energy out there. And some days it feels like you put a lot out there. Come on, right? But in the end, it's always worth it, praise God. Can I hear a big Amen. Praise God. A lot of the things that we do, uh, you know, as far as uh, services, uh, you know, from start to finish, if you really stop and you look at it, whether we're talking about the worship, whether we're talking about the word time, whether we're talking about uh, kids' services, whether we're talking about the fellowship time, study group times, all the kind of things that go on, uh, it's all about influence. Who can we reach with the gospel? Even doing biblical citizenship is all about getting the truth out there. Come on, somebody right? Reaching a group of people, praise God. CWA, it's about reaching a group of people. Even our road cleanup is about influence. There's nothing fun about road cleanup. 
This year it was nasty out there. And while we got done was Highway 97. And I went by, what, the next day, and some neighbor out there's garbage can was dumped over. And I thought, really? So there's nothing fun about it, but it's about influence because it's about our presence being out there on the gates of the city. And all four gates, we have our, our name out there. Amen. And about being out there, it's about influence. Everything we do, at least I feel in my heart, what our emphasis is in this ministry is about influence. And I know many others, there's so many great ministries out there. We're not making light of anything else. We're just saying what we're called to do here in this house is about influence and doing whatever it takes to do it, praise God. And so I've, I'm so appreciative of people that are willing, amen, to roll up their sleeves, so to speak, and be a part of something bigger than themselves, even at times when it's things that maybe ain't always the most fun, amen, but you're willing to do it as under the Lord, praise God. Why? Because it's about reaching and influencing a group of people that maybe you couldn't do any other way. Can I hear a big Amen. Are you still with me? Praise God. All right. Turn to the book of Acts real quick. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this piece because I got a, a midweek uh, video that's coming out uh, that's going to probably expand a little bit more on this uh, this week. But uh, in Acts 13, please. And um, I always feel like when I'm talking about, you know, influence or I'm talking about reaching, uh, you know, your uh, your world, in fact, that's probably what I call it today, influencing our world, but it, it always involves reaching the generation you're in. Amen. You know, we're, uh, we may not be the last generation. You know, this, the, what we're at, you know, what's going on here. Some days you look out there in a crazy world, you think maybe it is, but, but you know, it, it may not be the last generation, but it is your last generation. In other words, it's the generation you're here with. So we have to look at it where we're called to reach our generation. Do whatever it takes to reach our generation. And, and the word said here for David, verse 36, for David, after he had served, there's that word again, okay, ministered unto, okay, okay, served, volunteered, you know, served his own generation by the will of God. Then it says he fell asleep and was buried with his fathers and saw corruption. In other words, that before he passed, what he did do right, because he did it by the will of God, was he served his generation. And if you kind of back up, might as well, I guess, like verse uh, 22, and it says, uh, of course, talks, beginning here is talking about re remove Saul from being a king here. It says, when he had removed him, then he said he raised up, verse 22, he raised up for them David as king, to whom also he gave testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will, here we go, do all my will. Now, you know as well as I do, David wasn't always the perfect example. Sometimes he was a kind of a, did a couple dad things a little weird and, and kind of, you know, messed up a few things. And we know he did a few carnal things. Come on, somebody. And uh, as a result of it, man, it just, it, you know, you know those, some of those bad things, they just spin off and get out of control. Next thing you know, you got a bunch of bad things. Come on. David uh, had some issues, had some problems. So he wasn't perfect. But yet the scripture says he was a man after God's own heart, amen, who was willing to do his will. And then it goes on to say that part of God's will was him reaching his generation. And to me, that was the, the kind of the cool thing about David 
Amen. Now, you know, we, we uh, you know, like I said, I've spent a lot of time studying on part of this, but uh, David, you know, uh, when he was running from Saul, of course, he ends up in the cave of Adullam and 400 men join him there. And the word says, you know, you know, it wasn't like he invited everybody to join him. It just says they all followed him. And then the word says, you know, he then chose then to go ahead and be captain over them. Amen. It wasn't like he got up that day and said, you know what? I'm looking to be a captain over something. No, he just, he realized and recognized somebody needed to lead, somebody needed to do something. And he did. And out of that 400, come on, somebody, he made mighty men that literally became an army that all other armies feared. Even though it was a small, tiny group, but they all feared that band of men. But see, we're talking about a, a group of men that were raised up by a man that was willing to take the lion, the bear, come on somebody, and the giant out. Are you still with me? Amen. And so he, the word said he became, amen, a captain over them. Amen. But all it was, when it came down to, he was willing to serve that generation. You know, you think about even in that moment, he could have ran. He could have said, you guys are all slowing me up, man. I got somebody out to kill me, and then you're all now you know, kind of hanging out and making me have to take care. The word even says they were, you know, in distress and in debt and discontented. I mean, they had all kinds of issues even. But he stopped long enough to minister to them, to get them up, uh, their feet back under him, so to speak, get them on top, make mighty men of them, praise God, that literally go down in history as warriors, praise God. Hallelujah. And this man was willing to do it. Now, one of the reasons for that, uh, you know, you, you go back into 1 Samuel again, and, and we see where, where David is, is right prior before he, uh, you know, takes the giant out. The word says, uh, you know, he has this little, this little dialogue that goes on. He's trying to figure out, you know, you know why isn't anybody handling this? What, you know, there's, if there's, there's going to be a reward for doing this, why isn't somebody stepping up and doing this, you know? And, uh, you know, his brother kind of got mad at him, kind of thought David was just being a little arrogant or some kind of crazy notion there. But David just says, you know, is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? And to me, that's what, when I, when I, when I think about reaching a generation, that's, what, that's how I see it. Is there not a cause? It's crazy out there. It's stinking nuts right now. I don't know if you've noticed. You know, they're, they're trying to get kids to grow up too quick, trying to get adults to not grow up, trying to get men to be women and women to be men. I mean, good night. Wake up. But somewhere along the line, the only, the only hope that this generation has is the gospel. That's it. There is nothing out there that's going to help them except steer them down that that negative road, steer them down that wrong road a little further. So we're here to do whatever we can to get the gospel out. If it means roping, if it means uh, building an elephant or, or sticking stuff on the wall and uh, 10 million staples and everything. <laughs> building stuff that you think... You know, you, you put all that in it, and then and come Friday midday, it's all going to be gone like nothing ever happened. I had somebody say yesterday, why don't you just leave it up for a few weeks? No. That's wonderful. It's great for a week, but then let's get, get this building back where it belongs. Hallelujah. This old building, we've sure put this thing to, to the test, haven't we? Amen. We got stuff 
pulled out there and stuff out there and stuff over here and every room is decorated. In fact, I recommend you all go in and uh, we kind of do her up right. When I grew up, you know, I, uh, you know, I stayed heathen for a few extra years, but I did go to VBS when I was a kid. I think it was just one of those things that, you know, get rid of the kids for an hour or two. So they sent me off to VBS. And all, the only thing I got to see was people working with flannel graphs or grams. What do you call them things? The little flannel, flannel boards. That was about the extent of it. And then a few posters maybe they put up on the wall and then gluing popsicle sticks. Does anybody remember any of those things? That was about the extent of, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm sure they preached the gospel to you, but, uh, you know, but those are the things I remember. And so, you know, I know that uh, maybe uh, we might put a little more into it than maybe some might. Maybe others might do even more. But, uh, but uh, for the most part, we might put more into these kind of things. Uh, you know, you think about Rodeo Bible Camp, you know, with Rod and Amy and their, their crew. They've been doing that for 28 years. 28 years. Thousands of kids, you know, with, between these two ministries that have come to Christ. We've been doing Rodeo, I mean, doing VBS now for we know it's over 15 years, but it's somewhere between 15 and 20 years. I don't remember what it was. And we did a few other big, big events prior to that, but it wasn't really called VBS yet. And, uh, but a lot of kids come to Christ through these things. And it, it, it comes by just pouring your life into these kind of stuff. And a lot of times, you know, you got people that, that are in the back rooms, you know, for weeks prior to, you know, cutting, gluing, stapling. Come on. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna put these. What's this all about? Well, you gotta, you gotta trace this. You gotta cut this. Well, what's the point? I'm not nobody complained, but I'm just saying. You look at it at first. You think, what is this gonna be? Well, you'll see. It's gonna be a leaf that's gonna be stuck on a tree. It's gonna be a monkey hanging from a vine. It's gonna be an elephant. Do you know our elephant? He put a lot of hours into that thing, and a jeep. Who builds a Jeep and puts it in the church? Who builds elephants and, and you know, who does all this? We do. And every year we think, can we do something bigger next year? Nah, probably not. And then we do something bigger. And it's all about what? The gospel, getting the gospel out. Amen. Doing whatever it takes. Are you still with me? Praise God for everybody that's behind that, all the uh uh, the creativity, amen. You got people that, that ramrod it, amen. You got Kathy and you got Micah and you got Trudy and you got all these people that are just taking a piece of it and doing this and getting this rolling. I got people been all oh, for the last two weeks sitting in the office trying to get everything coordinated, all the names put in. People a lot of times don't realize how much it takes, how many hours it takes, not just to decor, but setting things up so that when the kids get here, it's got some kind of order to it. Amen. You got game room, you got the story room, you got, uh, you know, you got, uh, you know, the craft room, you got the food room. All of it takes, takes people that makes it work. And when it all comes down to it, it's all about those couple days in there where everything now is about making a decision. And you're hoping, amen, that it sticks, right? Somebody says, do you know for sure if those kids, listen, I don't know for sure if I'm preaching to you whether it sticks. <laughs> right? 
I go in and out of the prison, been doing that for over a dozen years. And there's sometimes I walk out of thinking, I don't know if anything's stuck today. But you just do, you just keep trying to influence, you just do whatever it takes to somehow create an atmosphere that's conducive for God to do something, create some kind of a miracle, some sign, and it's inevitable something always happens. It's inevitable somebody gets touched and changed. It affects them, it affects their family. You know, I, you know, like I talk about, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what age they are, whether we're talking about, you know, adults or talking about kids. It isn't just that individual. It's always, there's always somebody else connected to that individual. And, and if you do this thing right, and I believe that's why Paul was talking this, it doesn't matter if I'm talking about the Jew or the Gentile. If I can affect that individual, I possibly have affected their whole family. So even though that might be one salvation, it could lead to eight or whatever. And this is how this thing works. And if you always keep that in mind, amen, it's amazing how you can keep pressing through even in those moments that maybe just seems like it's a lot of work and you have all them question marks. Can I hear a big amen? Amen. Praise God. But it, there, uh, like uh, David said, is there not a cause? I say yes, there is. I say yes. I had, uh, something came to me, um, and I was kind of thinking about this in the light of David, um, but passion, okay, a passion for the, the gospel or just passion for God ignites the craving and the critic. In other words, those who are craving for more and even the critic. Somebody says, well, that didn't sound good. But you have to understand that anytime you're going to be willing to be passionate, do something above and beyond the call of duty, just pour your guts into it, you're not going to make everybody happy. But there are some people you're going to stir them up to do more. And there are some people they'll just find something else to gripe about. And you got to be okay with that. Not everybody likes what we do. Some people think this is just foolish and stupid and a waste of money and time and energy. Get out of my way. We're going to move forward anyway. We're going to do it because this is what it's about. And you do whatever it takes. And not everybody's going to agree with it. And I don't mean to bring up a negative on that, but I just think when you think about David's life, you know, David wasn't, not everybody jumped on board and said, yay, David. Some people actually just actually hated him. Some people wanted him dead. His own brothers wanted to, you know, hurt him a time or two. Come on, somebody. His own brother made it real clear, you know, go shut up and get out of here. We don't even want you around. And he turns around within the hour, takes out a giant that had been having them all bound up for 40 days. One teenager with passion changed the course of everything that was going on there. Changed the nation. And I think about that. There's how many times do you, you don't even know you're ministering to somebody you might be, uh, you might be just be soul winning. You're at work and somebody asks a question. Next thing you know, you're ministering to them and leading them to Christ or whatever, or answering a question that moves them forward. And you don't even know that that individual, what, what, what's going to happen? I mean, uh, you know, we're, we're hoping that, you know, nothing negative, but we're hoping that as they move forward, you know, you, they could be the next Billy Graham for all, you know, you just don't even know that that one individual out of that hundred or whatever, goes on and affects and changes a nation. And so, you know, it's about taking the time to, you know, when you start backing it up, 
It's the time that it takes to do things like this or to minister to somebody one-on-one or to go out of your way and have a coffee with somebody that needs something right now, needs some answers or needs some encouragement or whatever. It's just, it's just, so when you start looking at the gospel message, it isn't just these kind of events. It's everything we do. Paul said, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Even though I'm free from all men, I'm willing to lay down my life for all men to do whatever I can to make a difference. Can I hear a big amen? Let's go uh, to Philippians 2, please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm grateful for everything that's going on. And um, I I was kind of, you know, when I was thinking about this, uh, this verse kind of jumps up at me. Um, in fact, maybe 14 and 15, it says, do all things without complaining and disputing. I thought that'd be worthy of reading. <laughs> that you may become blameless and harmless children of God. I'm in chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. Okay, children of God, with, with, without fault in the midst of, here we go, in the midst, in the midst, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. I mean, we could look at that today and say, that's, that's like, yeah. But even in the midst, even though we're somebody right now in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom, here it says, you shine as lights in the world. So even though it might be crooked and perverse and everything going nuts out there, you might be the one that makes the difference in the whole thing. I mean, even our prayer times, the things that we put out and pour out uh, for prayer, not just just our prayer chain, because the prayer chain group is coming. They're here trying to help bring change in, in any of your individual needs. But we're even talking about uh, you know, praying for the nation. They're, we believe we're making a difference right here, shifting things in this nation just by what's going on with the prayer team here because this prayer team joins up with all the other prayer teams around the world who are also praying. Why? And it's like I've said many times, prayer is about communion and dominion. It's always that. It's always about your communion with Him and your dominion on planet Earth. Every bit of it, it's about influence. It's about making a difference. Amen. And so even in a crooked and perverse generations, we're here to shine. We're here to make a difference, whether it be by doing something like this, whether it be by prayer, whether it be by uh, sitting down with somebody that needs it, praise God, ministering to a family member, whatever it may be. It's what we're called to do. Can I hear an amen? Matthew 5, called to be light. So listen, we better read Matthew 5. You got to read that if you're going to talk about being a light. I think one of the things that, that needs to be said is everybody can do something. Everybody has the potential to do something. Amen. Not everybody's called to minister to kids, and if you're not, please don't. Not everybody's called to go into a prison. And if you're not, please don't. Not everybody's called to be, you know, a pastor or a five-fold minister. If you're not, please don't. Right? But everybody's called to do something and can affect the lives of others in one way or another, no matter what we're talking about. Amen. So uh, chapter 5, verse 13, a common text, you are the salt of the earth. You are. But if the salt loses its flavor, in other words, it loses its purpose, how shall it how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. It's just talking about it's just going to be now, uh, you know, uh, something to sterilize the ground. You are the light of the world. So first says you're the salt. Now it says you're the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. In other words, it ha- it's out there to be seen. 
right? Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand that it may give light to all who are in the house. In other words, if you're going to put it under a basket, you've lost its purpose. It's no longer doing what it's designed to do. And the point I'm trying to make is that you're all, you all have purpose. And part of your purpose is making a difference here in this generation. One way or another, somehow we have what it takes to make a difference in this generation. We can do it from right here in Redmond, Oregon. And I know not all of you are from Redmond, so, but I'm talking about in central Oregon, we can, do, we can do something. We can make a difference, regardless of how crazy and nuts it is out there. We can still make a difference. And I just want to say this. How crazy would it be if you weren't here? It could be 10 times worse if we weren't here standing in the gap, so to speak, doing our part. See, we don't know that, but one day we will. One day we'll get to know what, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the part of the reward, I believe, is getting to know how you did make a difference and what did change because you were willing to serve your generation. Can I hear a big amen? I'm, y'all looking at me like, am I, where, am I, you know, weirding you out or something? Y'all good? You're looking at the waterfall. Okay, that's what. All right. Praise the Lord. All right, so let's go on. Verse 16. Your, uh, let your light, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So, you know, I like to say a lot of times when I read that, that your walk, uh, even though your walk is private or per, um, is uh, personal, it's never private, right? It is personal. Your walk is personal. Amen. And you all have a walk. We all have a, a race to run, a cross to bear. Come on now. We all have a fight to fight. Come on, somebody. Right? We all have a, a uh, the word talks about putting your hand in the plow. So we all have a field to plow. Come on, somebody. We all have a people to reach. Amen. And though, even though your walk in God is a very personal thing, it is never private. All right. There's always somebody looking, always somebody around. Amen. And if you're in, if you're in, if you're in the right frame of mind, I guarantee you, you'll catch those moments and God will use you in a, in a great way to affect the life of another individual or individuals, depending on what we're talking about. So let your light so shine, praise God. Let's go to Mark 16. Mark 16, a lot of times referred to as the Great Commission. I just want to read it real quick in the light of some of the things we're saying here. Hallelujah. Verse 15 I could have probably backed up and read more of this, but verse 16 just says, go into all the world. That's what Jesus said. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Amen. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned, and these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. Even if they drink anything deadly, by no means hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick and the sick, uh, and they will recover, right? So then afterward, the Lord, of course, after he spoke to them, said he was received up into heaven. Okay, so he ascended into heaven. Okay, and sat down at the right hand of God. Verse 20 says, And then they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them then, the Lord working with them and confirming the word, amen, what the things he said and asked of them. So he confirmed it through the accompanying signs. Now the point is, is we're called to go into all the world, and all the world doesn't mean you always go overseas. Not everybody's called to the mission field, but we all have a mission in our own field. Okay, some people it's just it might just be the backyard. I mean, whatever. There's a back the neighbor behind you, you know that you. Well, anyway, 
Not all neighbors are always friendly, but but the point is, regardless, it might just be it might be that much. I mean, or, or, or that that individual back there, Amen. But the point is this: that every time you go into your world or the world, praise God, you're there to make a difference because everything about the Great Commission is about making a difference. It's about influencing people, some way or another, whether it be ministering to the sick. Come on, whether it be speaking the word, whether it be an encouragement, praise God. Either way, there's a way to reach somebody and touch somebody with the gospel, with the truth, with, uh, you know, the, uh, the anointing, praise God, uh, from above, that burden-removing, yoke-destroying power. You are the difference maker, the community changer, the suburb swear, the environment influencer, praise God. That's who you are, praise God. You have what it takes to do that. Amen. And, and like I said, and I can't say it enough, it ain't that everybody's called to do this kind of thing. But, but we're all called to do something. Oh, hallelujah. You know, we got, uh, you know, after our second service today, we got a few chairs to move and a few things to put up and a few things to do. And, and like Trudy said, maybe we'll even do some between the service. I don't know. But uh, the point is this. I mean, just even that kind of stuff, it's amazing how it helps. It's just sometimes extending some energy, praise God, to, uh, to, to, to make sure it all happens, praise the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, let's see. One more reference. Let's go to First Peter, last one here today. First Peter chapter 2, please. Doing okay? All right. First Peter 2. And let's go to verse 9. Praise the Lord. Verse 9 says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priest. That's who you are. That's part of your identity. You're a chosen generation, a royal priest, and a holy nation his own special or peculiar people, depending on the translation there, that you may, here we go, proclaim. So you have something, right? You have something to proclaim. The praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Even if all you have to say to somebody is, I got, I got called out of the darkness. I mean, sometimes that's, that's you know, well, how do you know? Well, I, I was there, and I'm, now I'm not. And this is what Jesus did. And so I've been called out, praise God, out of the darkness. Amen. He goes on to say, praise God. Amen. I've uh, been called out of the dark into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, talking about a people of God, but now are, now, right, we're the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. And then, of course, it goes on talking about, you know, being a difference maker with the world out there. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts. Uh, which war against the soul, having your conduct, here we go, honorable, your behavior honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see, uh, they may by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. Okay, and so the point is this, that everywhere we go, we're called to be a difference maker. Amen. Again, you, your walk is very personal, but it's never private. Amen. So we know, praise God, that just in your everyday behavior, your walk can make a difference. Now, but I do recommend open your mouth and share the gospel once in a while. Can I hear a big amen? Amen. amen. So it's more than just them looking. Sometimes, you know, you need, to, you need to answer a few questions. You need to give them some direction, praise God, even at the cost of them maybe not agreeing with you. 
As I said earlier, praise God, if you're passionate, I always look at it this way. If you're passionate, you just live God loud, uh, you know, it, a lot of this stuff just takes care of itself. Amen. All of a sudden, the questions are there. Those that want to know, those that are hungry will come. And those that want to be a critic are just going to be a critic. And you just, whatever, okay? And so you just keep moving forward, keep moving on, praise God. I tell you what, I have one verse I feel like just jumping in my spirit right now. Back in the uh, book of Acts, let's, if you've got your Bible, just, this is what jumps to me right now. Uh, chapter, uh, I believe it's 26. Let me, let me verify that. And, uh, and then we'll let you go here. Acts 26, I'm sorry, I do have one more. Verse 18, that's it, 26, 18. This is what Paul um, was talking, um, the Lord had said to him, when he was commissioned uh, to do uh, some things for him, he said, you're there to open their eyes. And I just thought that that kind of fits here. To open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Now, a lot said in there. There's a whole bunch said in there. But the bottom line is that's really what it's about, isn't it? Going out there and just letting people see the truth know the truth, open their eyes, get them out of the dark, get them into the light. Come on, somebody, get them out of the grip of the enemy and get them, uh, you know, get them into, you know, into the arms of God. Can I hear a big amen? Hallelujah. Did you get something today? Give the Lord praise. Come on now. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.